0: Have you ever noticed there's a lot of movies to get through? Like a lot. A lot of franchises, film directors. There's a ton of them, and uh, you might not know where to start. Well, that's where me coming. Yeah, your luck. Myself and my friend watch a lot of pointless movies. Welcome to Archive Panic. <laughs>
1: Hi
0: there. I'm Jacob Russell,
1: and I'm Ben Nevin.
0: And uh, on today's episode, our first episode, we're going to be talking about a John Carpenter movie. A legend. He's a legend in filmmaking, you have to admit. He's done Halloween. The Thing. Yeah, yeah. They Live. Big Trouble in Little China. Haven't seen that yet, but I need to get around to that. That's one that we're going to watch together. That's 100%. And that's the whole point of this show, is to watch movies that either you haven't seen and that we haven't seen. So... As I said, our first episode is on the John Carpenter movie, Dark Star, his first movie from 1974. Yep. And this movie is insane. As far as I'm aware, neither of us had seen this I up hadn't until seen it this before.
1: point. Is that correct?
0: I hadn't seen it before. I was aware of it. I had, um, I had, When I was like 14, I had a book. I still have a book, actually. It's called 501 Must See Movies. And in the sci fi section, Dark Star's in there. So I was aware of it. Why? I don't know. <laughs>
1: I don't know now. Think about it. Why was this batshit fucking crazy film in a book of? I remember that book. Mm-hmm. I remember leafing through it with you quite frequently. Mm-hmm. And at the tender age of fourteen, well, i have been thirteen at the time probably. Uh, just judging every single movie, even though we hadn't seen them, and acting though we were fucking authorities on the matter. Oh yeah, we have to. We have to say off the top here. Neither of us are film critics. Oh no. Not at all. No. I mean, like, the closest would come is the fact that you went to film school. I did, but, you know... We... And <laughs> I've, I've done a bit of acting, we don't and really... that's about it.
0: I did, but we don't really talk about that. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you know, I, we're just film enthusiasts. Uh, Pretty much, we love, mo- we love films, we love movies, so We uh, particularly genre movies. Horror, sci-fi, acting type stuff. Oh, fuck yeah. But that's not to say we don't like the classics. Godfather's fucking amazing, so, you know. <laughs> you...
1: <laughs> you fucking would say that wouldn't you but it is <laughs> I mean yeah objectively it's one of the best films ever made but I mean still... my, my favourite movie is probably Apocalypse Now so really? yes for some reason I don't know why but I had it in my head that your favourite movie was fucking Platoon and I don't yeah, know Vietnam. why <laughs> Vietnam yeah. it's easy to get them mixed up but, uh, not really not, no, with no two, not with those two not with those two in the fucking slightest
0: but we digress Dark Star, 1974 this movie was uh, as we said directed by John Carpenter but it was co-written by Dan O'Bannon um,
1: A legend, another legendary writer uh, it yeah. must be said the, uh-huh. the original writer of Alien mm-hmm. possibly Aliens I didn't look this up beforehand but I think he did he had a hand in Aliens, at the yeah. very least. Yeah, and yeah.
0: Uh, he's directed one movie himself, The Resurrected, uh, based on an H.P. Lovecraft story. Um, it's pretty good. <laughs> so it's All okay. Right. It's okay. Yeah, I'll, <laughs> I'll check it out at some <laughs> point. am do I doing on this show? I don't know. But yeah, you can tell this movie was definitely a student film. Um, oh, 100%, yeah. It was made when Carpenter and his cohorts were at the University of Southern California. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe it was made over the course of four years... Um,
1: I mean that tracks if it's if they made it Jordan University that yeah. this would be like a yeah. a, a term long project
0: it's, it's a lot of film directors do this like uh, David Lynch's first movie um, Razorhead was filmed over the course of like five years or so it might have been longer because he was filmed soon as well that's how he got that movie made yeah. um, this uh, Dark Star did originally start out as a short film and uh, about 15 minutes of new scenes were written to stretch out, and
1: you can tell. Yeah, it's... <laughs> it feels... It's a weird kind of film and that it feels like an anthology movie at points. Mm-hmm. But it's an anthology movie where all of the different stories share a setting, characters, and theme, and they all link into one another, but they're still all somehow disjointed and not really connected. Yeah. It's fucking strange. And you can tell that Daniel Bannon wrote this. This is like a dry run
0: for Alien. It has oh, 100%, the same, 100%, it has yes. the same it has plot outline. A lot
1: of the same premise. Uh, the whole truckers in space vibe is replaced by demolitions experts in space.
0: Yeah, and uh, an alien gets loose. Uh, is it an alien
1: or is it a beach ball with feet? No. <laughs> <laughs> you know what it reminds me of, actually? The design for the alien reminds me a lot of classic Doctor Who.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like was, a,
1: a lot of like kind
0: of. I was actually going to bring this
1: up um, specifically John Pertwee, era who like getting big vibes for that.
0: I haven't actually seen that, but I was going to mention to you that I was actually getting a few um, Hitchhiker's Guide vibes off this movie. Take away with the, <laughs> the planets blowing up and stuff, but uh,
1: yeah, there's there is and, that uh, element. And the whole, there um, is that element of the whole kind of uh, construction crew vibe, and the whole uh, talking to the the bomb about existence. <laughs> The ending is very Hitchhikers. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but this—I'm pretty sure this came out before Hitchhikers was even a thing. I couldn't tell. Including the radio show because the radio show, I believe, came out in the—I want to say—eighties. I'm pretty sure it was post Star Wars. Did the Star books come
0: out? Didn't the books go out in the seventies?
1: I don't know. I could tell. You. I've got the first book. I've been reading it, it's fucking brilliant, I love I, it. I,
0: I, I think I believe reading I think I read somewhere that this movie was also written as a sort of parody of um two thousand one, The Space Odyssey. <laughs> uh
1: that that kinda gets lost in translation. A I, think it bit, does, but I, I
0: can see how that would happen though. I mean you can smell the fucking set on this movie. This just smells a weed. Right. Oh yeah! So like, this happened. To me. This has happened to me a few times. You know, you're sitting there with your with your with your pal, smoking up a bunch of joints, and then you think you have
1: a fucking amazing idea. Hey,
0: wouldn't it wouldn't be great if this movie was if this movie was funny, you know? Yeah. So, hey, yeah, I've done it before. You know, there's no shame in that. Um, but you know, I quite enjoyed this movie. I I wouldn't say it
1: was great. <laughs> I've but been, I'm kind of mixed on it, and. I really don't know. I'm still sort of reeling. To be honest, i seen it a bit more recently than than you did because I, I watched it the morning that we were recording this podcast. I watched, I watched the film. I watched it last night. and So I'm still kind of coming down from the experience that is Darkstar. So I'm very kind of mixed on the film for a number of reasons. The main thing being that the film itself is a very mixed bag of plot lines, it seems. It it, it, it kind of jumps from Yeah, it just feels like
0: one this is one scene, then this is another scene. Yeah.
1: There's not like a, a coming back line. Yeah, coming back to the previous point of the only through line I can think of is the bomb. Yeah. Which is a fantastic through line and honestly might be my favourite part of the film. Mm-hmm. Is yeah. this whole idea of some Horrible sadistic bastard making a bomb sentient. <laughs> take like if you take two seconds to think about that, that is a, that that's not e- that is an ethical quandary for the ages. Why in the name of fuck would you make a bomb sentient? Take a thing that's only designed is to destroy itself and everything around it and make it feel pain. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> what is
0: that? Aren't the droids in Star Wars sentient? Yes. Yeah. Well, some weird. of them
1: are. Some of them aren't. Mm. Uh, protocol droids have a level of sentience because they need to communicate. Um, battle droids don't have a le- don't have full sentience. They have they only gain sentience towards the Clone Wars animated series. Eventually, I don't know, just, man. I've
0: heard them say, "Uh oh." That's to me. That's like, "Oh shit, we're gonna die." I think that. <laughs> I think that's again,
1: sentience. <laughs> again, that's more towards Clone Wars era. Originally, it was all central computers, so they all shared a hive mind kind of thing. Semi-sentient, sort of thing. And then, towards the Clone Wars, they are fully sentient beings. Like And then you get to like Rebels, which is even later in the timeline.
0: We have to say, though, Dark Star, it isn't a horror movie. It's
1: more of a it comedy feel- movie. It, it feels like it should be. <laughs> but there's some horrifying shit in it. Yeah. Again, like we're discussing, like the idea of the sentient bomb is terrifying. The, the, the scenes where they're needing to do repairs on the ship are terrifying. The diary scene is some of the best psychological horror I have seen this side of, like 2001 and that the, kind of thing. Like it's really cool cerebral stuff. I love that.
0: Yeah, and the fates of Doolittle and Talbot are kind of funny, but, you know, it's... It's, it's also fucked up. And the, the captain...
1: He's he's get he's dead. But he's, he's not. Yeah, <laughs> he's, he's in cryogenic. That is horrifying. But he's still conscious. And he... When I like when I saw that at first, I was I had to pause the film and like genuinely just take, go up and take a lap because that <laughs> that fucked me up beyond all recognition. Mm. That was oh anyway, we'll take a brief pause now while I get the film up. I'm going to play it in the background to serve as a sort of slight reminder for the pair of us of the shit we just saw. But yeah, back to the point. The only main through line is the bomb, and there's no real. It almost it feels like a a comedy that is trying desperately to be a horror, mm-hmm. but constantly bumping up up against the fact that this cast is so unintentionally hilarious. Like yeah, like, the opening like what a prime example of that is the opening monologue, where. They're giving them the worst possible news where they're like, we are so sorry to hear that you're... Like, like, a crew member has died. There is a massive radiation leak which could cause more deaths. But hey, your, your but stress hey,
0: signal got good reviews on the TV. Yeah,
1: <laughs> exactly. It's a really great dystopian kind of... Again, very Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Mm. Uh, it's a fantastic little monologue to begin it with. And again, it sets it kind of sets the tone of the film of this very serious situation being turned around to this ultimately lighthearted thing.
0: Do so you not think this guy on the screen, the the guy, do you not think his voice doesn't suit his face as well? He sounds dubbed like, like he's got he's got a baby face, you know. Yeah, but, but then he's got when a he's... Heavy.
1: to be fair though, see when I shave my voice doesn't suit my face. Ooh, true. Cause <laughs> when I shave I'm quite baby faced but my voice is fairly deep. Yeah. And I can go deeper if I'm wanting to piss somebody off.
0: <laughs> and you know, we have to talk about the special effects in this movie, though. They are fucking amazing. <laughs> Do not
1: dare say anything otherwise. That like,
0: it's it's a still image of a ship. That it looks like it's a
1: paper cut. Yes, I They're, know. And <laughs> and I, I just love it pushing
0: across the screen. Yes, and I oh. fucking
1: love it. I I love that. not first off, the actual ship design is great.
0: Looks like the Normandy. The Normandy had it. Uh, you know what it looks like. Actually,
1: <laughs> it predates this by quite a bit, but it looks like an A-wing from Star Wars. It's almost beat for beat an A-wing fighter, mm. right down to the to the glass cockpit in the beginning. Well, not the cockpit, but you get me the sort of gunner seat in this instance. Which, speaking of the gunner seat, fucking Talby. He's, He's losing it up there. He is <laughs> slowly going insane. The guy who plays Pinback looks like one of the actors from Horrible Histories and I can't get over it.
0: It's <laughs> I was saying earlier as well that Pinback kind of looks like a British comedian Joel Wilkinson as well. Uh, a little bit, yeah. yeah. Dan O'Bannon's character is Pinback. But Which, I was mean, probably mentioned there's Pinback, there's uh, Doolittle who's the, uh, the acting captain.
1: Acting the, captain since the captain has died off screen before the film takes off.
0: There's Boiler who, I don't really know what his job is, I think he just finds planets for him to I think to he's blow up. just
1: a professional arsehole at this point, to be honest, because he turns into a right dick by the end of the film.
0: Yeah, I think he just finds the planets for him to blow up. And yeah. then there's uh, there's Talbot, who's, um, I guess
1: Talbot
0: Talby? No, Tal, well, his name's Talbot, but they call him Talby.
1: No, it says Talby on his uniform. Was it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, it's mad. I'm not entirely sure what his job is either. I think he's just the lookout, to be honest. He's like, works the observation deck or yeah. something like that. I don't know. Yeah. They make, a big scene, they make a big scene later on of him not eating lunch with the rest of the crew. Yeah. He's, uh,
0: he's an interesting he's guy. He's a bit of a hermit. But no, the set design of this is fantastic. I like oh, it.
1: Yeah. Again, the set design, the general special effects are dated in the most beautiful way you could imagine. I love this film, special effects. I mean, these t-bits. special
0: effects were dated like the day it came out, though.
1: Yes, but I still <laughs> love it. Yeah, these I, are like...
0: The only thing I can compare it to is like the '60s Star Trek TV show, and even then, they were dated. <laughs> so you know what? It yeah. actually
1: reminds me of Thunderbolts.
0: Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay, but uh, uh yeah, and uh, we have to mention though that John Carpenter did actually uh double word the uh, the voice of Talby. Um, the actor who played him had a very thick accent. Apparently, I can't remember where he was from, but uh. Apparently they couldn't understand him, so John Carpenter just went in, and uh, dubbed over the voice. But we um, also have to mention that boiler over here looks like uh, looks like a young James Hetfield, a pudgy James Hetfield from like the early nineties. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, you know, uh, but speaking about the the set design though, we have to I have to talk about the uh, the scene in the elevator shaft where Pinback is trying to catch the alien. He's clearly just lying on the floor. Oh yeah, <laughs> they've just put a uh, they've just put a uh, uh, a block of wood on the ground to make it look like a ledge, and he's lying
1: on the floor. And the way and they've just painted it to make it look like a shaft, yeah, like an elevator. <laughs> I don't think, shaft. I think they
0: painted it. I think they just a uh, hallway somewhere. Yeah, and then uh, they have a big piece of what looks like to me like cardboard as the as like the bottom of the elevator. Um, I did quite
1: like that sequence though. Yeah, I thought it was quite funny. <laughs> that sequence was very funny and quite tense at points as well. When like the when the elevator first comes out. There's also... This film has one of the realest screams of terror I've ever heard since, like, Shelley Duvall in The Shining. When When Pinback first comes out and sees the... Like, when the light first turns on in the elevator shaft. Oh. And Pinback looks down and sees what's happening. I'm convinced that... I'm convinced somebody frightened the shite out of him to see to, (laughs) To get that. Because... Oh, this is another interesting point that the film kind of makes as well. Pinback here is asking to go and find potential for intelligent life. And he gets snubbed in <laughs> order to go and blow up an empty planet. Yeah. Because, isn't, there,
0: isn't there also a question, I think it's between Talway and Duel? Maybe, mm-hmm. I can't actually remember, but somebody asked the question, "Is like, oh, do you think we'll find anything out here? He's, uh, and, he's, and the the
1: reply is just who cares yeah who cares <laughs> but it's a strange film that feels like it's making points at times but then all of a sudden just veers into insanity mm-hmm. so it's kind of hard to pin that it's, it's a hell of a film to pick for the first plan because it's hard to discuss <laughs> it is just, well. you've fucking done well is it bad that I read this I read the thing for Chief Carpenter and I instantly thought, oh, didn't know John was in the military. <laughs> Not yeah. realizing that that's a fucking job.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, there's a lot of jobs in the movie things I don't even know what they are. Like, what is a key grip?
1: What uh, have? set up lights. Oh, okay.
0: What's a best boy?
1: <laughs> Help the key grip. Oh, <laughs> okay. Yeah. This shot, like right, this shot when he's talking into the ship's log looks like a, looks like a fucking music video for the 90s. Yeah,
0: yeah, I could see You know that. that
1: specific shot where it was like a fisheye clo- lens close up? a pattern just mug camera. into the fucking camera. Like, yeah. And yeah, new metal. <laughs> Pepper roach
0: camera. Yeah. The last resort. Yeah. But, uh, I don't know, this, this this whole movie is. It's very bizarre. I was watching this, I was expecting like a sort of. We've talked about this before, but I was expecting like a sort of light thing. I was sitting there ready to watch this, and by the end of it, it was kind of like, oh, I didn't expect to have a sort of philosophical question going off my
1: head but see i was the opposite way around i went into this firstly knowing that it was a student film mm-hmm. so i was like right okay
0: it's Soon a student
1: these, student movie and it's a sci-fi they tend to be about they tend to themselves. yeah this is this thing's gonna have a this fucking shot <laughs> sorry i i need to talk about this bit right just before they go into the asteroid field right it starts with a shot of Talby just looking around. I think, and then instantly cuts to the three, we'll call them drivers for the sake of the. Like, just fucking rocking out in the cockpit. And it is the funniest shit. It's just. I was howling. That was the moment I knew this film was a comedy. Was it that, that hard cut from Talby kind of looking about very solemnly, looking around to these three. Mug, these three fucking mugs just dancing around and the pink shields when and all the rest of it is, when they're
0: oh. going through the meteor storm as well there's a <laughs> bit where it just like the whole screen flashes red and yeah. <laughs> the first thing that came to my mind was well, fuck am I going to have an epileptic seizure but uh, yes <laughs> <laughs> I was like oh it's like that fucking Pokemon episode from back in
1: the day oh the polygon one yeah yeah
0: but, um, yeah, this is where, basically, the, the the film actually has its, like, plot start. You know, the, the communications yes, laser breaks. The,
1: yes. Uh, as a lightning strike, almost, of, like, electromagnetic energy hits the communications laser. Yeah. And, as a result, bomb number 20, specifically, is consistently deployed and then brought back in. But then this is where the whole point of the bomb being sentient comes in because the computer argues the point with the bomb, <laughs> and we have a we have multiple scenes where it is two AI talking back and forth with one another, and it's that that makes this film very very interesting, and I will say it's where the kind of uh, phenomenalism which is really fucking hard to say for me. <laughs>
0: I'm not going to attempt
1: it. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you. Uh, you leaving me with that. Uh, but yeah, where that whole school of thought comes into it, and it's a strange through line for a film that really doesn't... Ad- the film doesn't actually... Sorry, the film addresses it. The characters, are three main characters... Do not address the main through line of the movie until the last 20 minutes. Yeah, it's
0: because they, they don't care. They've, they've been out here for like, what is it,
1: like. 20 years their time, yeah. but they've only aged three.
0: Yeah, they've been out there a while. They're just kind of sick of their job. So I I, I assume they're just trying to get through the day without, you know, too much work. They're not Pretty trying much. to. But yeah, uh, when I was saying there was 50 minutes of footage added to this, uh, the scenes with them in their sort of quarters, that's newly shot stuff um there's a scene later on where ooh, i think it's too little he's um playing that water instrument
1: he's playing the glasses and the balls yeah, that was that was yeah. shot
0: for this and uh, the whole sequence basically the whole middle part of this film where um uh where pinback is chasing the alien that was all shot for that was all reshoots um Right, but but so this is this, but this is what makes me think that Dan Barron may have wrote Aliens because uh, yeah, you have boiler yeah, yeah yeah, yeah but boiler, boiler, down boiler fucks it up and cuts yeah. his middle finger open. Yeah, and uh, you may you may have noticed the the blurred out porno pictures. Uh, yes, John Carpenter did actually say that this was because um, it was to do with something about getting like a G rating yeah. or a PG rating. So, you know, it just makes... It's just, it's just a weird shot. Of it like, stands out. Yeah,
1: not a good way. <laughs> yeah. Because when they... Uh, also, how can you... Trying to look sad with googly eyeglasses on is, is a feat in itself, but this actor manages it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have to mention, though, that um,
0: none of these people are actually professional actors. I think they're all just...
1: They're all, they were all members of that same university or college. Uh-huh. Also, this is where my theory comes in. Do a little fucking hates chickens. Uh, Because he he, he storms out the room raging after. What's his name? Pinback. Pinback. Pinback bursts out a rubber chicken. Yeah. And then later on in the film, we see him complaining about eating chicken again. Oh,
0: yeah, yeah. He wants the beef. No, is it pork he wants? I can't remember.
1: Yeah, and he wants wants the ham. Yeah. He he really wants the ham. (laughs) And he then later talks about, like, missing surfing and all this stuff
0: yeah he's from Malibu yeah
1: know? which leads me to believe this poor Florida man fucking hates chicken Malibu's in California
0: I thought Malibu was Florida
1: no Big Lebowski remember oh him. yeah stay out of Malibu
0: Lebowski <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, that's, that's part of yeah. my uh, back that's part of my uh, in my head my backstory. story for Little. he got shoved out of Malibu by the sheriff yeah. stay out of Malibu Doolittle yeah. okay so, then <laughs> he has to move so, to space
1: Yes, yeah, so at this point in the film we have a scene, remember we're watching this at one and a half time speed. Just so, for reference, you know. Just to kind of keep ourselves right. So there is an extended scene towards the beginning of the film where Doolittle's just playing glasses. <laughs> uh, but how he plays these glasses is a fucking mystery to me. He's using a he, keyboard, isn't he? He begins, yes, but hear me out. He begins tuning them by striking each one. Suggesting that it's similar to like a piano. In the shot, there is nothing whatsoever hitting or causing these, these glasses to collide with anything whatsoever, and he seems to be playing a keyboard of some sort. How the fuck is he getting sound? It's the future.
0: Maybe it's invisible shit. I don't know. Or Either way, it sounds
1: like a fucking water level or, in Super Mario Bros. Or, so.
0: <laughs> or how do they do it? Low budget means. So, yes. But,
1: uh, oh, this full sequence freaks me the fuck out. With uh, uh, Talbot and Doolittle? Yeah, because the music they put under it makes it sound like Talbot is going to be a fucking serial killer by the end of the film. Because any time Talbot's on screen, they play this really low, droning kind of sound effect. Kinda, not... Too dissimilar from Halloween again.
0: Yeah, yeah. Some of the music in this does sound like uh, Carpenter's Halloween score, uh, specifically when, um, uh, when pinback's alien. pinbacks on. looking for the alien. Yeah, um, it's very. Uh, we'll see if we can put a little bit in there just to demonstrate that, but I'll be able. I'll be able
1: to pull a, like five second clip of it, I'm sure. Yeah,
0: uh, this part as well, where uh, Talby and uh,
1: Doolittle were speaking. This bit's revealed that Talby's from Malibu and he misses his world.
0: Yeah, but I was also going to say this is a reshot scene, so they're both wearing wigs. (laughs) Yeah, so. I don't know
1: why that's so funny. (laughs) I mean... Also, Talby talking about why he prefers to be up, looking out to the stars and what have you, and he mentions this, uh, the Phoenix Meteor Shower, or the Phoenix Meteors. yeah. It's a honestly quite a wonderful scene. I would really like this scene if it went for the random fucking shots of Doolittle staring down the lens of the camera with completely dead eyes.
0: Yeah. But I think it was I think it was mainly because of, you know, Carpenter had to redub the voice over, so it might be a bit too obvious. If you're just focusing on a... I can understand it, yeah,
1: but at the very least, like, have, like, a a short reverse shots thing going on. Don't just put the camera directly in front of (laughs) the guy playing Doolittle, having him stare down the lens of the camera, so it's almost like a fourth wall break.
0: Yeah, but remember, this is also extremely low budget, so I don't think we could uh, afford, like, a... I can't remember what they're called now. (laughs) 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 <laughs> floaty camera I don't think they could afford that what the fuck you call a that? floaty camera
1: I can't remember camera techniques you went to fucking film school my guy Mhm. Mhm. and you hit out with things like floaty camera yep. I wasn't a camera person I was more of a writer do I look like I give a fuck I was <laughs> more of a writer
0: do I look like I give a fuck no <laughs> right there we go this was also uh, this, was, uh, this part here with uh, all the scenes in the hallways essentially are, uh, resho- are reshoots uh, to make the film longer, um, and again, you can kind of tell because there really isn't really a point to this apart from to introduce, and also to establish
1: that there's a gun on sh- on the ship.
0: Yeah, which doesn't really come into play much. It does until much later the on end, <laughs> until the end. Yeah, you could, and also him. to
1: establish that boiler is a bit of a cowboy. Yeah. Well, he's like he's really he's also really into blowing shit up earlier on in the film. Yeah, he's extremely he seems to be like the only
0: person on this ship that's kinda Enjoying themselves. <laughs> yeah. and enjoying their job. Yeah. Also, do you not know think uh when they're eating lunch their yes. their their ham. It's just it's just liquid. Right? Yes. Do so you not think that's just It's uh, just
1: melted Freezy pops? <laughs>
0: melted blue friezy pops. Mm. Yeah. But here we have Also he gets
1: pissed off at the lights. I don't know what that's about, because that's never explained if the lights are sentient or what. No no. This oh we have we have our alien landing, our beach ball with feet that attempts to either fuck or eat pinback.
0: I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> the The beach ball is painted to look like it. it kind of looks like a, a, the inside of a watermelon, like cross of a tomato. A little bit, yeah. Yeah, uh, we have to. I uh, have to tell you as well. This is uh, the the alien uh, is. I'm not sure if it's voiced by him or if it's just puppeted by him, but it's Nick Castle. Yes, it is Michael Myers himself. <laughs> The original Michael Myers. Lord,
1: that is terrifying <laughs> to think. Yeah. But is this Beach Ball trying to fuck him? Probably. No, I, see it reminded me of uh, of the KuKabara. But there's a there's no doc there's documentary in which a KuKabara mounts Stephen Fry and tries to shag his head. Not Stephen Fry, sorry, he tries to mount like Stephen Fry's cameraman in Stephen there, Yeah. Steve Orwin, no. No, Stephen
0: Fry the fuck is Stephen Fry doing nature documentaries?
1: I don't know,
0: but because Steve Irwin (laughs) dead and he needed a Steve. (laughs) Stephen
1: Fry doesn't belong outside. I don't know, Steve Irwin was dead and he needed a Steve, okay? (laughs) Also, the thing eats a plastic mouse and (laughs) tries to bite the guy. What do you think the Zalo... So, uh, Pinback
0: just touches the alien and it hurts him. What do you think it's actually doing to him? Do you you think it's burning him?
1: I think it's low-budget magic. I think it's supposed mm-hmm. to be biting at them.
0: Yeah. Okay. I always I, I assumed it was like burning them.
1: Uh, we have the this oh the the mop fight. <laughs> it's one of the funniest scenes in the it film. Did, it did
0: actually get me a chuckle when I watched it. Yeah.
1: Oh, I was pushing myself. I'm <laughs> that, that is a hundred percent. Like I'm a big slapstick guy. I love slapstick humor, mm-hmm. and that one scene in the hallway between the between pinback the alien with the broom is just fucking it's a masterclass of oh, not only that but the speed at which it happens as well
0: yeah it's like fucking whipping him with it
1: yeah <laughs> it's um
0: yeah I'm, I'm not normally a slapstick kind of guy but this, this this got me I love
1: slapstick I love it it's great
0: uh, this is clearly where <laughs>
1: Dan O'Bannon's thinking to himself: I could make this into a horror movie. Yeah, like the whole scene with the the alien on the ship. Dan O'Bannon's basically—you could almost see the cogs turning uh, when you're watching the film as he's walking about. He's like, yeah, because this, this this is pretty fucking creepy. This the whole it's bit like, where the whole bit where Dan
0: O'Bannon's looking for him in this red corridor room. It reminds me of uh, an alien when. Um, Fuck! What's his name? The first guy to die, not Jonesy. Yeah, the mad janitor
1: guy. Yeah, he's looking for the cat. Yeah, yeah. Jonesy. Mm-hmm. Jonesy. <laughs> yeah, reminds me of that. You know the reason why Jonesy was the actual cat was cast in that film because it was a little shit and would hiss at anyone that came near it. <laughs> And he needed a cat that could hiss on command for the alien for it to work. Joe, my favourite. So they just brought in this one of the like crew members or something. Is like, hey, my cat's an asshole. I'll <laughs> use him. And the cat is now immortalised in film as Jonesy.
0: My favourite animal actor fact. Right? Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen or heard of a movie called Shakma
1: No. But anyway, um, uh, it's an
0: evil baboon. It kills mm-hmm. people. Right. In order, for, in order to get him to, like, try and knock down a door, what mm-hmm. they did was they put a female baboon in heat behind the door. Mm-hmm. So Shaq was just pounding at this thing with a raging hard-on. And you can see it. <laughs> oh, no. And you can see it sometimes. That's my... That's animal facts. Animal actor facts of Jacob.
1: Uh, <laughs> We're it's returned to your regular sketch of the programming of, what the fuck is this shit? Yeah. Uh, the also, alien is now in an airlock. Also, when... Does
0: does uh, Pinback accidentally kill the alien? Yes. Yeah. That's what I was
1: wondering. It, it punctures it with a... Yeah, I know. It bursts. With a, with a dart. Yeah. And it bursts like a balloon because, let's face it, it is a balloon. Hmm. And it kills the thing. Maybe this is all just in Pinback's <laughs> head. Maybe this is all just
0: in Pinback's head. Maybe this thing actually just is a beach ball that he's painted and has convinced himself. Yeah,
1: Pinback has actually gone insane. Maybe, maybe. At this point. I don't know. <laughs> You're trying to turn this into a good movie. Don't do it. <laughs> oh. It's a bad movie, and that's why it's so fucking good. Um, Let it be bad.
0: But maybe that's what it is. Maybe this is all just in his head. Because beach balls do have a mind of their own sometimes. They, they fucking roll out boy. Why are you what looking you at me like I'm insane? that? What <laughs> did you mean by that?
1: Beach balls have a mind of their own. Sometimes did a beach ball did a beach ball tell you to burn your family, Jacob? Is this what's happened here? Did a beach ball speak to you? No comment. <laughs> no, but I do. If, if this podcast gets released at my funeral, you're
0: fucked. <laughs> <laughs> no, but by, I right. Here's a bit of personal experience. Right, I was last year. Last year I committed arson. <laughs> no, but last year I was in I was in Whitby during whatever storm that was. What was the name of that storm last year?
1: Around I don't October. Know. The only storm I can remember is Hurricane Ballbag.
0: Hurricane Ballbag was legendary. and the Beast for the East. Ah, you saw that too. And that's one had the name as well, but I can't remember what it was. But anyway, there was a storm in uh, the east of the UK,
1: and and I was down there at that time. <laughs> So when he really just starts kicking the alien and it jumps on him and I'm pretty sure it's trying to suck his booby. <laughs> yeah,
0: it does look like he's trying to like fuck him at this point, yeah. But he, he also he, starts tickling him at one this point. Is, this is just in, when he, in the elevator shaft and uh, he is just uh, <laughs> he is just lying on the floor. <laughs> it's great. But anyway, yeah, beach balls. Oh, yeah. They have a mind of their own. When, I was during, there during that storm and I saw our Airbnb was close to the beach. And there was a beach ball floating around, and it hit something in the face, and it was great. (laughs) That's brilliant. uh, Is
1: fucking him? No, no, it's tickling him at this point because you can hear him laughing. You can laugh and you get fucked. (laughs) I wouldn't recommend it. No, but uh, I just—that's a one-step plan to fucking smash someone's ego into millions of tiny pieces. Yeah, that's true. Imagine you were pounding away and you just get laughed at, (laughs) started giggling. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Go on, Tifa, that's not right.
0: And this elevator is just clearly... Um, is that cardboard? I don't know. But it's... its, it's It looks kind of like, kinda like uh, plywood. It's just pushing a plywood board down a hallway. I have to admit, though, it's quite inventive the way I did this. I quite like this. Although, if I was in this situation... Oh, I no, did, that,
1: that box there is cardboard. 100%. Yeah,
0: yeah they just spray-painted that. This would... If this—if I was in this situation, I would be shit myself because I do not like small spaces like that. Then they just drag them. Although, I have to... Do you think somebody's holding him at his feet there? Because it doesn't look like he's touching the ground. Probably. Yeah. Somebody's just
1: holding him. a good one, though. And this is... Like I said, so many of the practical effects in this are fantastic uh, for, like, just for how hilarious they can be.
0: Yeah, like, um, low-budget movies, you don't have to, like... Uh, just because it's low-budget doesn't mean it's going to be terrible. You know, I mean, it's like... You have to be inventive of your budget. And clearly Carpenter was here.
1: Yeah, that's one of the things I love about these kind of films is that you do get to see that kind of Just the inventiveness of, the, yeah, exact, of it. Yeah, like, uh, exactly. that's exactly the inventiveness of all these different special effects which no, have to go right. Yeah,
0: and this was like well before like This um, is seventy like, four. Yeah, this is seventy four. This is well before like um, you know, we could make effects easily just on like fucking Oh, Sony Vegas.
1: <laughs> Still not, e- not easy. I will say that. Yeah. Sony Vegas is a pain in the ass.
0: Uh, yeah. So After Effects
1: is, is also a pain like in the a, ass.
0: Like the computer room is a miniature. Yeah. It's fantastic. And it's <laughs> such a good
1: miniature. Mm-hmm.
0: Like I didn't know it was a miniature until... Uh, the bomb's a
1: miniature as well. The bomb and yeah, the ship are miniatures and yeah. they're glorious.
0: But I didn't know that the computer room was a miniature until they blow up. <laughs> was.
1: Yeah, because like, you can see kind of like the tiny sparks and stuff. Oh, I know.
0: I remember watching it being like, wow, they, they actually built a fucking room for this but it's not... Yeah. Um, I mean the sets the the sets themselves are pretty good I like them um, it's got that um, that weird sort of retro futurism vibe that, that the 70s sci-fi movies tended to have like uh, Aliens a prime example of that oh yeah and it's uh, you know, the
1: example of it I would argue if... yeah
0: uh-huh. there's another movie that has that has a really good example uh, Brazil
1: Brazil yeah Brazil's a fantastic Asa.
0: movie <laughs> I didn't remember this elevator scene being that long, but it was. Oh, no, yeah, the elevator scene <laughs> goes on for a while. Yeah, it's, it's uh, the majority everyone, of the movie.
1: <laughs> yeah. No, no, that's what I'm talking about. Like, there's twi- this is a 20-minute short film with a 50-minute interlude in the middle. Mm-hmm. And while it's, I do enjoy it, it, it is kind of to its detriment. Oh, yeah, big thing. The actual, like, if this was just a short film with the sentient bomb and... Then going off and the same ending and all of that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't. I would love that that film. I would watch the shit out of that film. Yeah. But stretching it out to be a
0: feature, I wouldn't call it a mistake, but it was just kind of misguided a little bit. Yeah,
1: there are moments throughout it which are great. Like again, the design of the alien is very reminiscent of early Who, and I love that. I love how cheap it looks at points. Mm-hmm. And there is a weird contrast of while it does look cheap at points, there are some moments throughout the film where you could easily forget that you're watching a, a student film in terms of, like like just saying, set design and all that. Obviously, things like the acting, because no, no one in this film is a professional actor. No. The actual quality of the, the camera work in the film in terms of it is a very low quality film, despite the fact that it came out in 74. The picture should look better than this. It's still very, very grainy. Yeah, that's. I,
0: I'm pretty sure that's just um, whoever folks all used it at the university. I can't remember what it was. Um, yeah. Was it 60 millimeter? I can't remember. Um,
1: yeah, it doesn't maybe. look. I, this moment is fucking hilarious to me. Yeah. The moment when he picks up the phone in the elevator. Yeah, when he's stuck in the floor. <laughs> yeah, and it says, "This it." Sorry, this phone is. The computer tells him. That the phone doesn't work and then hangs up on him. Mm-hmm. That is a great bit of uh, of comedy in this moment. And also, the film goes a bit of Looney Tunes here. Oh, yeah, when he blows up the. Uh... Yeah. I was expecting this to go a completely different direction.
0: So was I. I was expecting him
1: mean, to be dead, you know. I was expe- like, at the very least. I was expecting it to cut out, and that was it. They lost pin back. I wasn't expecting to see an actual like explosion or anything. Yeah, he, like walked,
0: that. he walks out like in the cartoons, you know, just kind of dazed, was just yeah, dazed and confused
1: with a little bit of like <laughs> dust all over his face and yeah. holding the door.
0: Yeah, I did remember reading somewhere John Carpenter um, back to our point of uh, maybe this would. It's clear that this uh, was stretched out. Um, he said something along the lines of um, stretching it out made it from a spectacular student film to a, to an average student movie, <laughs> mm. something along those lines. I think he was actually a bit more harsh in his critique of it. But then again, that's it's his own movie. He, a lot. Of, he's actually that is
1: quite, stan- that is standard for for Carpenter as well. He is very critical of his own works.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, famously with the fog, mm-hmm. uh, he. I don't think he's actually a particularly big fan of the film. He
1: panned that film, sure. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I, I do... Also, this tranquilizer gun, work harder, whoever done the props in this movie. That no. is not a sci-fi gun. That is just a... That is just a... That is a whole ass fucking tranquil gun.
0: Fun fact for you. Um... Yeah. The poster you've seen the poster for the original James Bond movie Doctor No yeah, yeah that's a trank done
1: yeah yeah <laughs> they couldn't find a Waldo PPK model yeah so uh, I, I believe that's the reason oh, this is the bit where and he has now burst the alien and there's a section later on where he's talking about it was how can it live if it was just full of gas? Did oh, I missed that? It's uh, and this section here when they're climbing down the ladder they ask he asks the question how could it be alive if it was just full of gas though mm. and it's a throwaway line that I don't think was supposed to tie into the themes of the film, but does so very, very well. Yeah. How can it live if it was just a bunch of gas? How can it live if it's just a bunch of electromagnetic signals being sent across a meat suit? How can it live if it's just this, that and the next thing? <laughs> Here they are chugging their...
0: Uh...
1: Chugging their chicken.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Choking the soul. Don't. This, this room does actually just look like a, a cupboard that was just like. <laughs> they just so plastered out. And They just painted a circuit board
1: on one end of it and <laughs> called it a yeah. day.
0: And Joe Wilkinson over here does
1: the. This is where Talbot does the. Like, really. This is where the actual plot kicks off. And uh, how long are we into the film now? 50 minutes. I wasn't lying. 50 minutes into the film, the, the A plot begins to resolve itself. And there is also a very a deeply sad moment while they're having their their lunch here is it is I'm going to
0: try and guess what it is go when, on is it when uh, Pinback's telling a story and the rest of them are just going? Kind of like, didn't you tell us four years ago I think it was four years ago that's what I said was it that bit
1: slightly after that when they ask what's when someone asks Pin well Pinback asked someone what's my fuck fir- or sorry, what is yeah, your first name they don't remember Talby's first name Yeah, what is Talby's first name yeah, he's just kind of like what's my first <laughs> name the very, yeah, at the very end Doolittle asks what's my first name mm. and I'll admit when I first watched it that got a little giggle out of me that was just like, <laughs> fair enough that's, but, but then you think about it like, they've been on this ship for 20 years yeah but they've only aged 3 don't know how that works I
0: think what they're implying is that it took them 20 years to get there so they're in hypersleep Right. Okay, I get that. I think it's like the beginning of Alien, you know where. Uh, yeah, but then they talk about he told us this story four years ago during training. Because his story is his story is set during like the training exercises for this.
1: I don't know, man. I uh, anyway, regardless to that, that moment is incredibly sad to me, mm. and kind of adds to the kind of the spooky sort of vibe for lack of a better word. That we get from Talbot earlier on in the film where he talks about just staring at the stars and what have you. The the idea that all these men are slowly beginning to lose themselves yeah. the longer that they're out there. I'm genuinely
0: convinced that I'm genuinely convinced that that's why we haven't put too much stock into like long space missions mm. for astronauts. <laughs> I could well, be just completely would, naive and they'd be like, nah, they will do it, <laughs> but you know. Yeah. Well, no, they
1: will do it, but they will send, they will send people insane yeah. as well. <laughs> because, I mean, you think about what... Uh, they look so high here, by the way. Oh, yeah. They are. <laughs> that, that, that is, like, they are not smoking a normal fucking cigarette in this lunch. Yeah, that's, that a, a, that's a cigar he's smoking, but, like, it I'm was... Oh, no, fuck. There was,
0: a, there was a close-up of Dan O'Bannon, and his eyes
1: were kind of red. Oh, kind of red. Yeah. Yeah. More than kind of Oh, this bit where Pinback's recording his diary. Again, this would be an excellent an S cartridge? What was that? <laughs> it's not an S cartridge. I don't know, <laughs> it looks like one.
0: Yeah, Pinback uh,
1: revealing that he's not Pinback. It's kinda came out of nowhere <laughs> It came out of left field, but coming after that wait, what's my name? Line mm. It kinda ties in perfectly to that conversation. So it's it ties in very well with that vignette and does not however tie in with the rest of the movie. <laughs> no, <laughs> or playing. the fact that pinback is the fact that pinback is the only one that really cares about finding intelligent life, mm-hmm. as well is never revisited, and that's a fantastic idea to explore. I also find it hilarious during uh, all their video
0: messages, whatever they like, get angry or use profanity, it just goes deleted. <laughs> oh yeah,
1: yeah. The, <laughs> like it mutes himself, and it will mm-hmm. say like. Yeah, it would say deleted in the bottom of the screen or when there's a he makes like a gesture gesture, yeah. gesture and the entire screen yeah, yeah. is blank so <laughs> gesture deleted it reminds me of uh, do
0: you remember um, the South Park video game with The Fractured Butthole
1: oh yeah where they like, have the like it the was censored in Europe in the Australian release they had a crying koala uh, mm-hmm. in Europe they had just the EU flag it was a statue I think it was the, statue, the statue of David of David yes. like crying as well <laughs> Uh, in America, they I'm pretty sure they had the Statue of Liberty crying or something like that. In no,
0: America, wasn't well,
1: it wasn't censored. he's an American version of that game yeah. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, they had all different versions. It does. It is very reminiscent of that. This film has a lot of potential. It does. And it could be taken in so many different directions. I would love to see, like, more so than I would like then I like John Carpenter revisiting Halloween. I would love to see John Carpenter revisit this concept. Yeah, I was,
0: was going to say this because uh, David Cronenberg, yeah. he, his most recent movie, Crimes of the Future, while well, not a remake of it, he did have a student movie called Crimes of the Future. Yeah. Um, he just reused the title. He liked the title. But um, I think it would be interesting to see, because uh, John Carpenter has said that he is ready to come out of his sort of imposed retirement on himself. Yes. Uh, I would be interested in him Maybe not remaking this, but like doing a film
1: with similar ideas, yeah, similar taking themes. the Taking the themes that he's put forward in this film and running with it, yeah. as opposed to just throwing stuff through the wall and seeing what sticks, as is the case with this film. Yeah. I would love to see that more, especially with John Carpenter as a director now, because he has matured greatly uh, as a filmmaker. <laughs> yeah. Uh, his soundtracks are certainly a hell of a lot better than they are here.
0: It's gonna. I mean, full disclosure, we are probably just gonna start off doing John Carpenter movies until we figure out how the show's gonna work. So we're probably gonna end up hating him by the end of it because his, his later movies are kind of. Mm. But, uh, should be interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, only, the latest movie, the most recent. This movie. section
1: here, sorry, before you tell, before we finish with this but the final bombing run, does it remind you of any film at all?
0: Well, this is where I got all the... uh, What were the the computers... Where they're trying to convince the bomb
1: not to blow up. No, this section when they're launching the bomb and someone's trying to stop them, but they're not listening. Not particularly, but I I did remember... I could swear I was watching Dr. Strangelove at some points during this scene. See, I haven't seen that in like
0: 15 years.
1: (laughs) uh... It's definitely worth a rewatch. But the whole section of... I watched then, that in R.E. class. Desperately trying, I was in the same class as you. We watched it together. My memory's fried in that <laughs> class. It was Mister Macbeth. Yeah. <laughs> it was because at this point it was a uh, religious and ethical studies, and this was the ethical portion. Is that
0: what the E stood for? I thought he just stood for a religious education. All right, okay.
1: Fair enough. Uh, was, well, no. Eventually, it was religious education. Hmm. But then we get told it was like well, it changed to like religious and moral studies or something like that later on down the line, and this was like the beginning of that. This space suit that uh, Talby's wearing as well, giving me heavy alien vibes. Oh yeah, hundred percent. You definitely reused that for alien, like the big the sort of bulbous glass on top of very tall suit. Yeah, yeah. Very alien esque, but yeah, this full se- sequence where Talby's desperately trying to. To stop them. What is inevitably in the net, what is inevitably going to happen is very Doctor Strange love to me. Mm-hmm. That ending sequence where they're trying to get a communication out to the the plane that uh fucking Slim Pickens is in. <laughs> I remember that but <laughs> when the bomb gets dropped and he's riding he's riding the bomb <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> but um and yeah, James L. Jones, isn't
0: it? He's one of the pilots. Yeah. Yeah. Did you, did you uh, continuing on our Doc uh, uh, Strangelove talk? Yeah. Uh, so when they made the set for the plane, apparently they did it so lifelike to the actual plane, they were contacted by the CIA.
1: Yes, they nearly got arrested. like, <laughs> no, How did you know this? <laughs> how did you like? These are these are classified secrets, but you have somehow managed to get the exact specs of a B. You have you have somehow managed to get the exact specs of a B seventeen bomber. How the fuck? Oh well, no, so it was a B fifty two at the time, wasn't it? Uh, of a B fifty two. Rock lobster. Something.
0: What? Rock lobster by the B fifty two. Fuck you. <laughs>
1: but, uh, of like the exact <laughs> the exact dimensions of this bomber, and what it looks like on the inside. How the fuck did you get this information?
0: Mm. What what I did what I was gonna say though um, yes, when the, the the whole process of them setting off the bomb uh, it, or launching the bomb it kind of reminded me of um, Star Wars with the guys
1: setting up the Death Star laser. Well, yeah, it's very similar in terms of set design as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah, obviously fashion because it was still the seventies. Star Wars was seventy seven. Yeah. Uh, the yeah. original Star Wars. So this predates it by what's that three years? Yeah. 74, yeah. 77, Yeah.
0: Didn't George Lucas go to? Southern California as well, that uni. I think
1: you did, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. So he might have even seen parts of this and thought, hey, that's, you know, file that away in the old brain box. Well,
0: yeah, George Lucas has his own uh, student movie um, making Graffiti. Well, before that, THX 1138. Oh, yeah, yeah, Which is all sci
1: fi, you know. uh, Yeah,
0: Yeah, you're right. There (laughs) are
1: multiple shots where, like, Talby gets hit with a laser in the eye and goes blind Mm -hmm. and then wanders into the path of the laser and it falls over. Yeah. And there are multiple shots throughout this sequence of him just lying still in the airlock. And I was convinced he was dead.
0: So was I, actually. I,
1: I was like, why do they keep showing him?
0: But, uh, but I guess it was just like, sci-fi movies in the 70s were often kind of fatalist anyway, so I thought it was just a reinforced fact he was dead. Yeah, oh but, yeah, uh, they were
1: always very fatal. I mean, come on, the whole concept of the red shirts in Star Trek.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Redshirt, you're gonna die. Every
1: episode, every episode they had a guy die.
0: <laughs> it was great. Uh, do you remember? Uh, you've seen Galaxy Quest? Yes. Remember Sam Rockwell's character? He's the uh, he's like their equivalent of a Redshirt. Yeah. His character doesn't even have a name, but well, he does. But yeah. <laughs> he's just like I'm Redshirt number whatever the fuck it was. I can't remember. It's been a while since I have seen that movie. Yeah, it yeah, was had. good.
1: I it was great. I thought that was great. Yeah. <laughs> uh, also have my favourite censored F bomb in the world. When's that? It's when they're at the mad uh, like, crushy bit. And if you, oh, yeah, you look yeah, at yeah. Sigon the Weaver, she very clearly says, oh, fuck that.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah, my favourite censored bit is um, St. Creek Show. Okay. Adrian Barbeau. Uh, well, he, well, actually, would, let's, let's put a pin in that for a second. Here we have the captain.
1: Oh, yeah, what the? <laughs> what in the name of? fuck is the captain in this movie? Well, he's supposed to be dead, but they're, they're keeping him alive, kind of. In cryogenic stasis with wires coming out his face. And the ice, uh, if you look at it, is just plastic. <laughs> I mean, that, that, that was u- that was used all the time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they've got all sorts of wires coming Are out his Are his lips, lips moving? Very slightly. Very slightly.
0: Because I, w- I was watching it, I was trying to figure out if his lips were moving uh, when I was watching this originally. But, um... Yeah, the whole way he's like, oh, nobody comes to see me. So he's, he's, he's conscious the entire time. Yeah.
1: <laughs> this is very terrifying. Like, but, like, this concept, if this was introduced earlier on in the film,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and say we reveal that he's the one that's trying to kill everybody.
0: Okay. That could be interesting.
1: Instantly, that's like a thing of, like, again, a kind of reanimator-esque Mm-hmm. situation slash Frankenstein situation you know the we belong dead kind of thing that uh, a lot of those films do <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: this bit also
0: gave me um, just the just the way they designed them to be frozen mm-hmm. uh, it reminded me of um, have you seen Logan's Run no oh, there's, a, there's a bit where they go to an ice cave and there's people like frozen in, like blocks of ice and stuff it kind of looked like that um, Logan's Run is one of these sort of really goofy but yeah uh, Sort of 70s sci fi movies.
1: It's this whole idea that you're not allowed to age above 30 or yeah. something like that in the yeah.
0: World? yeah. Okay, I'm aware of it, but it's like the only uh, it's like a 12 or something. But Jenny Agatha's got her tits out for like half the movie. It's the fuck, yeah, it's really weird.
1: That is strange, <laughs> but yeah, this is the section where later on he'll go to talk to the bomb. and... I didn't get this vibe at first watching it, but you pointed it out to me, and I can't get away from it now. It is very Hitchhikers of the Galaxy, yeah. Where he has a full-blown philosophical conversation with the bomb to attempt to stop it from blowing up, which which inevitably backfires and leads to the bomb then going, ah fuck y'all, I'm blowing up anyway, <laughs> <laughs> on the ship with the rest of the bombs.
0: <laughs> the bomb, like the way it speaks, it's, uh, its voice, it reminds me of like I used to work at a call center, so it just reminds it me. It does like, have a heavy
1: customer service voice, doesn't it? Oh, uh, it's like you need a slap. <laughs> 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 it has such a it has a customer service voice but specifically a manager customer service voice
0: I, I didn't get that vibe I was getting the vibe of a uh, bitchy customer
1: no I was getting the vibe of yeah, uh, I got it here I was told it would be here you know that sort of I get that yeah uh, but no I get the vibe of like that manager of like you're supposed to be doing everything you can to help the customer what are my targets money like right, well mm. how the fuck <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> You tell me, big man. <laughs> but, uh, well, so this bomb just kind of
0: looks like a big um, uh,
1: storage unit. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that's what it's kind of the the vibe they were going for. Mm. Because it's uh, pardon me, it's supposed to be this massive thermonuclear device. So
0: they, they they do explain why they're blowing up these
1: planets, aren't they? It's because. Um... Because they're going to cause, because they are going to cause like supernovas or black holes or something. They yeah, will nev- gonna, They're unstable. They're knocked off their orbit slightly.
0: Yeah, but they they explain it further. It's like a it's it's because they're going to hinder like future colonization. Yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah. back and Boyle having a fight. You know, when you have two actors that just have like really long
1: hair, same haircut, very similar features, it's hard to keep track of a fight scene.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's like the ending of Venom. Yeah. <laughs> the ending fight with Venom. It was just, uh, It's hard to keep track. That's a movie.
1: I, I enjoyed it, it was entertaining. Have yeah.
0: you ever been bitten in the leg like that? Have you? he been bitten in the arm, a few times. I thought you were
1: going to say ass.
0: <laughs> I haven't been yet, but...
1: bitten in the ass yet. He nearly the fucking kills the dude, yeah, guy, by the, the way. You that killed me! and then He just punches him. That shot does not get enough time. Like, that man nearly shot mm-hmm. his close friend and colleague in the face uh, with a gun that looks like it was built to take down God.
0: Like, like, it, it actually looks like a model M16 that we've just painted white and added a bunch of shit to
1: it. Like, And that's probably exactly what it uh, is, let's yeah, be honest. Yeah. <laughs> Either that or like an MG42 or something. like.
0: I'm not going to pretend that I'm any sort of Philosopher, so the whole conversation here kind of... Yeah, I liked it, but it was kind of went a bit off my head at times. But, uh, you know, I don't know shit about Jungian philosophy
1: or... That's not what it is. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but it's the only name I can think of right now. <laughs> it's phenomenal, phenomenalism. Mm, which, okay. uh, fun fact about uh, phenomenalism, uh, one of the hardest parts of that particular school of thought is to not say... Doo,
0: doo, 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 doo.
1: Uh, every time you, <laughs> every time you discuss it,
0: you know I didn't know that was a that, that was a Muppets thing for like the longest time. How? I, I just did didn't know that was a Muppets. I just didn't. I thought not it was. Enough. I thought it was just the Iron Brew thing.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, because Iron Brew had done it. i Thought it was just the Iron Brew advert, but it's phenomenal. <laughs> yeah, uh, I remember that. But anyway, so this whole conversation. Oh, Talby's alive, by the way. Um, so we call Telby's it. not dead. Yeah. yeah. So this whole conversation between a man and his bomb is rudely interrupted by what might be the most brutal murder I've ever witnessed on film. Just there this poor tal- man Talby, has just regained consciousness, is trying to get in touch with his pals and is then immediately jettisoned out the airlock. <laughs> <laughs> he survives, but... No, he doesn't. <laughs> well, he eventually dies, but... Yeah. but... It's also the scene of one of the funniest shots in the film, where... <laughs> And two little stood there, and he just watches as Talby goes flying out, and he stands yeah. very nonchalant. Just guys, I just saw Talby fly by. What the hell was it? He looks across as though he just, as though he's waiting to cross the road, and like a car went by. It's that same look of just, what the fuck? The models, it's, it's, the, the <laughs> models they use here as well are fucking fantastic. <laughs> the spinning tabby, I forgot.
0: <laughs> <laughs> They're just little action figures. So it looks like. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think Paul W S Anderson was what was watching this when he did at Event Horizon? <laughs> the guy just kind of, I'm coming, motherfuckers. <laughs> Sorry. Just, it's that spin. It looks like a fucking table football guy. <laughs> just, he does. Yeah.
1: Dark star foosball. Mm. Oh god, yeah. Also, this is the bomb. This is the section of the film where the bomb just goes, "Fuck you, I'm out." Yeah. And then, <laughs> Big white screen, big explosion. <laughs> these action figures non- are just chucked yeah. across the room. <laughs> and again, very nonchalantly, Dolet just goes, "Oh, they're dead." Like, <laughs> there's no mourning. There's no panic in their voice. They talk to each other very matter-of-factly about the fact that the ship yeah, is gone yeah, and yeah, we Tal are does, dead.
0: Talby does that as well. Because like Dolet was like, "Oh, I'm going towards the planet," and he's like, "Oh, you're just, you're going to burn up in the atmosphere." That's a pretty cool way to die.
1: That's a pretty beautiful way to die. Yeah. Which, I'll be honest, I love that line. Because it's kind of, as opposed to ringing, being just like a bad line, that's okay.
0: The captain's,
1: the captain's the, just yeah. floating away saying what the fuck's going on. <laughs> I
0: mean, Jason burned up in the atmosphere. That was a beautiful way for him to die. It's a beautiful way for that franchise to die. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't worry, folks. In the very, uh, Friday the 13th movies, will be to them
1: eventually, <laughs> and this is where this end of this film is where we get the payoff for the yeah, the Phoenix the asteroids. Phoenix asteroids which were our meteors or whatever
0: the Phoenix asteroid in this reminds me of um do you remember
1: that Futurama episode where Bender meets God? See, I was more thinking it looks like a tangled set of fairy lights. Yeah, you know that way like, when yeah. you're lifting the fairy lights down for the loft for Christmas. Yeah. That's what it looks like to me. It looks like just a bundled up (laughs) thing. This this, this whole scene,
0: though, just the way they're talking to each other, is quite nice. It is haunting. Yeah, it's quite...
1: This is what we mean. It's like... um, This is terrifying. Yeah, just being stuck out in space. Yeah, but... Again, rather than seeming like bad writing or bad acting, the fact that they are so casual about what's happening... Yeah. I it makes it all the more terrifying, and again, this the final scene where Doolittle says, "I found a way," I mean, and then proceeds sur- to <laughs> surf on a piece of debris oh. towards the planet and burn up on entry, like almost instantly. Like you see, he's gone in a yeah, flash, yeah,
0: yeah.
1: and that's him. That's the, the <laughs> that's, end. That's, that's the, the end film. of the movie. Everybody's dead. Every the end si- of Dark Star yeah. Every, oh yeah just in case you forgot what kind of fucking shit show you were watching mm. uh, so oh, oh. I, I mean I, I like the way the film ends
0: it's, I like sim sci fi and that it's quite I don't want to you know, I wouldn't say this film's nihilistic but it's just very matter of fact <laughs> it's just I quite like this but um, yeah, but what we didn't talk about though which we need to mention is the fucking theme music oh yes the country songs
1: oh yeah about Arizona <laughs> yeah I forgot there's just a, ran- a random ass tune in there about like Bentley or something Arizona or ben- Benson Benson yeah Benson yeah. Arizona
0: yeah it's fucking great what the fuck was that I don't know it's <laughs> just royalty free music we could use I guess I don't know Was that John Carpenter original no it no. says
1: lyrics by someone else mm-hmm. who the fuck sang it I
0: don't know I don't know but Dark Star, for what it is, for how they made it, it's pretty good. Would I? Would I buy a copy of the movie? Probably not.
1: I mean, I, I would, but that's just because I've have, I have a problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I like collecting, specifically Blu-rays because I think the format's really cool. See, I, I don't collect physical media that no. much anymore. The only the only movie I've
0: seen recently where I'm like, I might actually buy that is. Um, Last Night in Soho. So, I'm
1: definitely going to buy that. Uh, but yeah, no, I would buy it mostly just to try and learn more about how it was made because I'm sure there is some documentaries. I know for a fact there's a director's commentary on the Blu-ray mm, with John Carpenter talking about like, the making of the film, how he felt about it and all that. So I'm definitely going to be watching that. Would I watch this movie again? Maybe. But I get I
0: do have the feeling that this is one of these movies where like, I won't watch it for like a decade. <laughs>
1: I'll go back to it. I've got a feeling that I'll watch this film again quite soon
0: mm. yeah, only you, you just did say to me you were thinking of actually buying the uh,
1: only just to remind myself of what the fuck this was yeah. but also this is kind of the perfect film to watch with friends this is the this is a type of film that I love to watch with well, like yourself and various mutual friends we have some of which may be appearing in later episodes of this podcast mm, maybe. <laughs> Uh, depending on whether or not we can bribe them with Iron Brew and Pies. I (laughs) don't think she drinks any of those. What? I don't think she eats any of those. Oh, well, we're fucked then. (laughs) (laughs) But, this is as I was saying, this is a perfect film to kind of sit with pals and watch and just fucking rip it. Yeah. And just riff on it, similar to what we've done kind of here today. Uh, If there's a riff tracks for this film, I don't know. I I imagine that would be pretty decent. This is the sort of
0: movie yeah. that, I, that back in the day I would have watched blazed out my mind and I would have enjoyed every second of it.
1: <laughs> you would be convinced this was a masterpiece if you watched this high. That's true, but I haven't done that in...
0: <laughs>
1: like a year. So, you know... A good year, yeah. I mean, so watching this sober was kind of... Uh, all right, yeah. It was in and of itself a sobering experience, to be mm, fair. Yeah. But... Uh, yeah, to s- how would you summarise a film like Dark Star? Uh, a sci-fi
0: movie about the the uh, mundanity and hilarity of space travel.
1: Just watch Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy.
0: Yeah. Or read it. I haven't read the books. Don't watch it, read it. I haven't read the books. But here, what we're going to do now is uh, we can not find any box office uh, uh, statistics about this movie but we do know that the budget was around $60,000. Which
1: and they put every single penny of that on the screen.
0: Yeah, what is what would that be nowadays
1: for inflation? I will pull that up for you right now. While you're looking up,
0: I um, so, I do know that this movie um, it stayed in theaters. It gained quite a, it gained a cult status, and it stayed in American
1: theaters at least until 1980. That today that would be about so sixty thousand dollars today adjusted for inflation would be. $360,451.52. So still
0: fairly low budget.
1: So still fairly low budget, although not That's as low budget. Some, low budget.
0: Very low budget. That is yeah. very low budget for films yeah. today. Yeah. Um,
1: Most films today you're talking like multiple millions.
0: Yeah, even a low budget movie today with uh, $2.5 is still quite low for... Uh, low yeah. Whatever. But yeah, um, this movie did stay in the theatres in America at least until about 1980 when... Uh, because cinemas were different back in the day, you know. They, they had, like, second-run theatres. And...
1: Yeah, there was all sorts. It wasn't it isn't like
0: today where things are just kind of... They're, out for, for, they're out for like, yeah, and...
1: one or two months and then they're gone for uh-huh. good.
0: But what we are going to do here is uh, we've pulled up a couple of reviews. Um, not long reviews or anything. Uh, we're going to give you a positive review of the movie and a negative review. So, up first we have uh, Roger Ebert of the Chicago of the Chicago Sun-Times. He is uh, a legend in the, the film uh, reviewing... Circles. Uh, he enjoyed this movie. He says it's a, a bizarre combination of space opera, intelligent bombs, and beach balls from other worlds. And he gave it three out of four stars. Uh, so, no, because he done thumbs up. He didn't did he. do thumbs up, but so it, it says three, three out of four. Three out of
1: four thumbs up. Then. Because that's. No, must that was have, just in
0: the TV show when he was writing. And he did actually do stars,
1: All oh, right, so it must have been three out of four stars. Oh. And okay then. Well, second, and so he wrote that for the Chicago Sun Times in on in two thousand and four. mm-hmm that was written. So many, many years after the film came out, he decided, "Oh, let's have a look at this." Um, then we have Janet Maslin or Maslin of the New York Times, who was not as big a fan. It said there are some funny routines here, though Mister Carpenter doesn't seem to have cared much about integrating or sustaining them.
0: I could kind of agree. But and then
1: rated it a two point five out of five. I can kind of agree with that it, because it, it's not all. It is, yeah. The film is very disjointed and I would say that if you were to combine both of those mm-hmm. segments of those reviews together, you would have a very accurate sum- summary of this film.
0: Yeah. yeah, I I, I get the... From looking at the, the negative reviews here, it's kind of... A lot of them seem to not enjoy the comedy so much. And it's only the comedy that they're pointing out, from what I can see. Um... Must mean that they like uh, all the rest of it, but I don't
1: know. Yeah. See, I think the comedy works well at points alongside the kind of brutalist nature of the. I
0: think if I think if they had actual actors,
1: it would have done a lot better. Come through a bit. Oh yeah, big time. Yeah. Because a lot of the lines fall flat just because of the. Yeah. It's not perfect. We're not dealing with trained performers, or even experienced performers. Yeah. I, yeah, I can totally agree with that.
0: But yeah, that was us uh, our, our, talking about Dark Star uh, from 1974 directed by John Carpenter. Our next episode, uh, I think we're going to stick with John Carpenter. What we're going to do is we're going to go through John Carpenter's filmography broken up with other movies. So, yes. we don't, so, 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 so it's not just
1: constantly you. here. Because for those of you who are John Carpenter fans and want to see just every single one of his films, fair play. Uh We're not that uh, not, he has some we, shiters Yeah, he, ha, he has some films that are just kind of bad, and I don't want to watch all of those in a row. Saying that though, one of my
0: favorite John Carpenter movies is one of his later ones. What would that be? In the Mouth of Madness. Oh fuck yeah! From ninety five, I think.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. I quite liked the the first of the more recent Halloween movies. The one that's just called Halloween. Yeah,
0: uh, uh, David Gordon Green directed that. Oh shit, okay. Who's now also going to be doing a trilogy of Exorcist movies?
1: Oh, okay. That
0: would be interesting. Yeah, but uh, yeah, so we're either going to be doing the latest Hellraiser movie. Uh, If that isn't on Disney Plus by whatever date we decide, we will be doing Assault from Precinct 13, which, again, I haven't seen either. Me neither.
1: I actually have no idea what happens in that film. I've got no clue about plot, theming, nothing.
0: It's got good music, though. I've heard the theme song for it, it's pretty good. I have not. But yeah, so we look forward to doing either of those with you. Uh, once again, uh, my name is Jacob Russell. And my name's Ben Nevin. And this is Archive Panic.
1: Thank you for listening.